1: Ball don't lie with Rod Babers and Mike Harge.
2: Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie, right here on 104.9 The Horn, Top of the Charts Tuesday. That's when my man Jack plays jams. So I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. And um, hard, you got guess on this one.
1: No, I'm not. I don't think it's a Blondie this time either.
0: So
2: <laughs> this would have been closer to the Blondie thing, maybe. Is this the I have no idea.
0: This is it's a one-hit wonder, so don't feel too bad. Uh, it is Lips Inc. Obviously, Funky Town. Nobody would have got no, that. No, I would have never got. I do that like
2: one. the Jam Funky Town though. Do you know do you uh,
0: there's a story about this song in Prince?
2: Oh, please give it to me. I love. So Prince it's is from Prince. Minneapolis. We yes. all know
0: this. The Minneapolis Sound. This guy is from Minneapolis, the guy from Lip Sync. I don't remember his name, but the song is basically about how lame Minneapolis was, how there was no music scene in Minneapolis. So this song, Won't You Take Me to Funky Town, it's talking about New York, the disco scene. And so this became, for a bit, the Minneapolis sound. And you know who really did not care for that?
1: Prince. Prince. Uh,
0: Prince was mad. That man. Funky Town was the one song that people knew from Minneapolis, and I like to think <laughs> a little Michael Jordan. I took that personally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Repelled Prince, man. So what Prince. year
2: did this come out? Then Funky it's a late
0: Town. one. It's 1980. Yeah, it's a so late now, I thought the final ever disco oh, hit, yeah. Until like Bruno Mars came back with it. Mm.
2: There you go. Uh, they, I, hey Jack, there you go, great, great job there. Hey, that's what the music that producers, was, that's that what they do. Very uh, producers be like knowing music snobbery knowledge, but exactly. I love it. I Is love it.
0: Is it a music snob thing to know a lot about this terrible one hit wonder <laughs> song? No, that's um, the
2: depth that we need. It, no, it's definitely needed it and much yeah, appreciated. Exactly, but it's still a little, you know, just a little. I'm saying maybe not music snob, maybe music nerdy. It's yeah. a music nerdy thing. Oh, it is Look, nerdy to know that yeah, much Yeah, exactly. A little nerdy. Though. Exactly. There you go. But you know what? That was fantastic. I didn't even know that. And I'm going to drop that on somebody one day and make it seem like I'm smart.
0: You didn't know that? You didn't know Prince? You didn't know that? Yeah, I've been man. telling y'all that, man. I
2: do that with Craigway facts all the time. <laughs> Craigway little factories. I'm like, where'd you find that out? Oh, I was reading it somewhere. No. Yeah. I was listening to Craigway. I was listening to Craig. Tell me. Craigway right. dropped that on me the other day. Uh, all right. We'll get into some uh, NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Shout out to my man, uh, Jack, doing a great job. And educating us all, enlightening us all with little factories like that. That was a Craigway moment. I like my it. My man, Jack. This I gonna, like it. You know what I mean? Letting us, uh, improving the, sh- upgrading the show, but also uh, educating us. That's what Letting us does know. Really well. know. Uh, right. You can be a part of the show. Specs, text, lines the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. You also can hit us up via Twitter. Hope I get it right. Oh, my man Jack is at Jack A. Farrell. There it is. With it, it spelled like Colin, Colin, not like Will? Not like Will. Okay, boom. There you go. Oh, man. Harge, at hardball. Hard's in the Twitterverse. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. What you got coming up for the people on Harsh Knock Life?
1: We're going to talk a little bit of Texas football. I know that we're, we're always looking for some new things in Texas football. I just want to talk a little bit about some of the players that I will be looking forward to seeing Ooh. this summer. <laughs> You know you ain't gotta yeah, you, yeah, gotta, you uh, ain't gotta
2: pull my arm to talk some <laughs> Texas football, Mike. We're gonna get out early then. No here. doubt. No talk doubt. Some Texas football for my man Hard on Harsh Knock Life. All right, uh so let's get to this. Uh speaking of football, let's talk some Texans football, just a little bit. I know some of y'all like Texas football. Yes, Texas mm-hmm. football just a little bit, because there's some reports about CJ Stroud um that I think are pretty interesting. So we did hear the uh, very complimentary report. Earlier uh, this, maybe this week, actually, yep, maybe yep. It was, yeah, right about Noah Brown. Maybe it was late last week about Noah Brown, now a receiver for the Texans, who was very complimentary of C.J. Stroud, comparing him to Dak. Well, I think it's complimentary. Some of y'all was like, "That's not a good comparison." He was basically saying that C.J. Stroud could be as good or better than Dak Prescott. And he mm-hmm. like he had that kind of potential, and that yeah, makes sense. Is all he really knows. Um, but apparently, there's another report here. Um, and it's basically saying that uh, CJ Stroud. This comes from Albert Breer on Sports Illustrated, and it's saying early on the Texas organization has been tight-lipped about the developments. Um, but a report suggests that Stroud has seen, has shown, I should say, early signs of justifying the high draft pick. Um, arm talent um, seems to be confirmed, uh, which translated well into the practice fields during May and June. Um, but it's not just his physical abilities that impress coaches and teammates alike. Stroud has displayed a remarkable poise and maturity, seemingly unfazed by the demands of the professional level. Likely attributed to his experience playing in a pro-style offense at Ohio State, uh, the coaching staff and front office and personnel um, have observed Stroud's leadership qualities and his ability to connect with teammates, with veterans as well on the team, and the ease. Of uh, the ease of rapport and natural leadership have contributed to his smooth integration into the Texans organization. Boom. I like it. So all the, all the reviews are that he's doing really good. Haven't had, haven't heard really any negative reviews yet about his assimilation into the organization of the Texans. And he's already getting first team reps. Honestly, I expect him to start the first game. Do you expect him to start the first? Absolutely. I, I, I
1: expect that.
2: Okay. Yeah, me too. Uh, I know Davis Mills says he b- believes he's the starter. I'm glad Davis Mills feels that way, and I'm glad Davis Mills is going to be the backup. Actually, I mean they need a veteran backup, um, and they got Case Keenum there too. They do in have case, case Keenum. Yeah, in case Davis Mills doesn't want to be the backup, then they got Case Keenum, a veteran backup, so still uh, they can fill that void. But uh, I think he's going to end up starting the first game. Yeah,
1: I, I'm, I I'm. I'm a big, big believer in, in the maturity level and the will to be the starting quarterback, the lessons that he is learning already. And we know that a lot of people have already talked about the fact of how intelligent he is in the film room. That's the part that we're always trying to to get to because you know as well as I do, you could be super talented, but if you're making the wrong read all the time or you're doing things the wrong way, it's not going to work out well for you. So you definitely want to be headed in the right direction. And for him, I, I said it from the very beginning. You go and get him because you need number 1, you need the quarterback. Number 2, he's not bad. I mean, when I say not bad, I mean he's really good he's at the quarterback position. What is going to be asked of him from the Texans versus what was asked of him at at Ohio State is something totally different. He sh- he showed a different part of his game that everybody was like, "Wait a minute. I didn't know he was that mobile." I didn't know he could get around like that. Yep. I didn't know he could make moves like that. Well, the reason why is because that wasn't asked of him. Now we saw it in the, in the playoff, and everybody's like, oh, my God, this dude is really athletic. Like, what did you think was happening? That's
2: true. I, remember, I mean, he looked really good versus Georgia. That was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it it, it really surprised me. I, I think he's got a really high ceiling as a player. And but we'll see with the Texans. The Texans' organizational dysfunction is also something I worry about with City Shroud. Probably more than I do about him um, and him not having the necessary skill set or the adequate skill set for this level. Uh, that's not a concern. My concern is development of a quarterback. There are a lot of moving parts. Yep. It's multifactorial. And the Texans have just been a, you know, a fuster cluck of an organization (laughs) um, and a dumpster fire of an organization for the last few years. I know new leadership. Let's move past it. Yes. Like I said, new leadership. I love D'Amico Ryan's hire. I love that. I'm still on the fence about Nick Casario, but I do think he is really good at certain aspects of his job, like the draft. I like what he does in the draft. Um, But, you know, there's an argument that he – Um, may be lacking in other areas um, of the general manager job role, duties and obligation, but that's because it's his first time. right? So I think he just needs a better support structure around him. If he didn't have the dysfunctional organization of the Texans to deal with, he probably would be better at his job. I just think having more stability overall and more overall just (sighs) – I, would, I hate to say it, <laughs> but just them being able to function at a just an even average to above average level as an organization, and not having you know the dumpster fire of ineptitude, yep. um, I do think they will they will all look a lot better. But Nick Casario, if if this doesn't work out, or even the Will Anderson pick doesn't work out, I could see Nick
1: Casario being replaced. Uh, well, we thought that before, though, right? We thought yes. this that we of were course. thinking that this was going to be the time that he was going to be replaced. Now, I understand there's a lot of pressure being put on with this new coaching staff. And again, how what is his relationship going to be with uh, D'Amico Ryan's? How, how are they working together? We'll see as the season Apparently goes on. Apparently he likes on. him. D'Amico likes him. Well, he says he likes him. He, well, says, he, he, li- say yeah, yeah.
2: he says he likes
1: working with Nick Casario. That's what he said. Yeah, he probably couldn't go, hey, man. I need to get this dude up out of here right off the rip when he it, first got there. It's his boss. Yeah. <laughs> if might ask you what you think about
2: your boss. What do you say?
1: You best say the right thing. You say, I love my boss. My boss is awesome.
2: Yeah. Boss I is love great. working with him. He's fantastic. He's so great. Or she's fantastic. Or she's great. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you on that. So, yeah, I agree. I, I did hear him say that he likes working for Nick Casario, but, yes, I would take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> uh, okay, a couple of, um, I want to get to a couple of these NFL rankings, uh, pro football focus rankings, before we get too harsh. Knock life. We can talk some Texas football, which I believe the people out there want to hear. So they've been ranking different positions over the uh, the the off of the NFL, and we've went through some of these. I think we went through like safety and cornerback. By the way, Cowboys probably the best secondary in the NFL based on Pro Football Focus rankings. They had two top ten corners, and all of their safeties were ranked in the top. I think thirty two is what mm-hmm. they did. Yep, um, and no other team had that many. They did receiving core um, rankings. At the top of the receiving court rankings, any guess who they have at the top? It'd be pretty easy. I mean, these two three, these three teams. You could it could be one of three teams, I think, at the top.
1: Well, as a
2: team rankings? It's core, like the group of receivers. Who's number one? Cincinnati.
1: But to me Because could, of Joe Burrow? No, it's receiving. I mean, core, but, but, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. I think the receiving core. You also got to put in there who's their quarterback because you could be a great receiving core, but if they can't get you the ball, no matter. I'll, but I'm with you on that. Okay? But I
2: will say, okay, I'll say, I'll say, how, I'll say how,
1: Minnesota's got to be in there too, right? Um, let's see, where's Minnesota here? Well, they're Ooh, not at the top. They're seven.
2: Oh wow! I would say the three teams that that could be number one is Cincinnati, Philadelphia, or Miami.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm looking at my Any of
2: those three could be at the top, and those are
1: one, two, and three. Okay, no, exactly. that's not. That's I mean, you can't argue too much about them because I, you can flip them, like you said. There's three of them that you can go from, and you can put them in any order. But I don't think you're gonna go wrong with any of them because you got a Tyreek Hill in that group, you got a Jamar Chase in another group, and then who'd you say the other one was? Uh, what for what, what, what the top, the, the third is the, Philly, yeah. is Cincinnati, and then you look at what Philly, yeah, you AJ look at Brown what, yeah. and
2: Devontae Smith. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty uh, interesting. But like you said, right they there. all have good quarterbacks that can throw the ball. It, when if Tua stays healthy, mm-hmm. to improve last year, he can be a really effective quarterback. Yep. San Fran's like the first on this list. therefore without any good quarterback. Well, we just don't know who the quarterback is. I'm saying it's going to be. Yeah. We just don't know who the quarterback is. Okay, could be Trey Lance, unproven. Could be Brock Purdy. Small sample size could be Sam Darnold. Mm. Seemed to be well, a that last one then. right there. Like, no, nah. hey, they Sam Darnold was what a top five pick, so was Trey Lance. They got two top five picks, and then the last overall pick, Mr. Irrelevant. Uh,
1: and I think Mr. Irre- Irrelevant is better. He
2: might end up winning the job, yeah, he I'm might really end sure. up running the job. Uh, but okay. they got a really they're, they're ranked number four, and they got Debo, they got Brandon Ayuk, they include. George Kittle, so I guess they're including tight ends in here too. Ah, okay, which is a big part of it too. They include tight ends, so they got George Kittle in there, um, and they kind of they kind of throw out the fact that Christian McCaffrey is a wide the receiver, ultimate weapon. yes, as a hybrid at times too. Uh, one that's underrated. They got Seattle at five, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and now Jackson Smith and Jigba. Don't
0: mm, forget about Smith right. and Jigba.
2: Yeah, man, that's scary. He's a third guy now. For now. For now, with Gino. Yeah, yeah. For now, for now. Uh, but that's that's a scary receiving court, too. They got the Cowboys at sixth. Damn, you think that's too low? But no, got, I think it's I think it's just right. I think it's just right for right, the Cowboys. Yeah, ahead of the Minnesota Vikings, which they should be. I mm-hmm. like Justin Jefferson. Uh, yeah, but I don't know how I feel about the rest of. It. They got Jordan Addison now, though.
1: Well, how do you how do you feel about the rest of the Cowboys wide receivers right now?
2: I love the Brandon Cooks. Acquisition. Yep, yep, C. Mm-hmm. Lamb is a true number one. I'm. I'm fine with that. It's all on Michael Gallup. If Michael Gallup gets if, if back to gets, his yeah. thousand yard, okay. you know, status, and I'm not saying he's going to get a thousand yards, but if he gets back to being that caliber of receiver, mm-hmm. then the Cowboys, Jeff, yeah, they deserve to be sixth because that would mean they would have three receivers. By the way, first time in Cowboys history, <laughs> they've had three receivers that have each have had a thousand yards at one point in their career on the same roster.
1: Can we get it to where we have two on the same roster at the mm. same time in the same season? That's what I'm looking for this year between Brandon Cooks and C. D. Lamb. Mm. And then give me seven hundred from Michael Gallup.
2: Yeah. And uh it is unfortunate you lost the tight end that Dak loved because he loved it some Dalton Schultz, but everybody's high on Jake Ferguson.
1: No, I'm very high on Jake Ferguson. Yeah, you
2: and you and, and Travis Kelsey too? Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, Kelsey loves him from Jake Ferguson. Yeah,
1: Jake Ferguson is somebody that mm. you definitely need to be paying attention to.
2: Uh, they got the Raiders at eight. Devontae Adams, I guess, makes sense. Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Buffalo Bills at nine. By the way, Stefan Diggs not happy. Shocking. Yes, and apparently the reason there was so much um, confusion, uncertainty about what he was doing at minicamp and why he mm-hmm. wasn't out there and what was the status and the coach saying one thing but his agent saying another was that he is unhappy with his role in the offense and his input or at least maybe lack thereof in the offensive system and game plan. Well so I mean to me that's that's
1: uh, that's more on the old C. Maybe it's on the quarterback too. I don't know. Well, I think it has a little bit of, of, of everything because there were times where you would see him pull down and take off running when he could have been throwing the ball down the field, and maybe that's it. And then you saw during some of the playoff games, he would go away from Stephon Diggs instead of trying to get to Stephon Diggs. Now, there's He's a lot that goes and cover, into cover Right, sure that's what either. I was about to say. There's probably a lot more that's yeah. into that. But you know as well as I do, every receiver thinks they can beat double coverage, triple coverage, and anything else. Give me an opportunity to go make a play. If I can't make a play, then you can go somewhere else. He's probably looking at that opportunity. There's not been a person that you know that's a wide receiver that has never told you, I don't I don't think I'm open. No. They think they open every time. You could be blanketing him, and he still think, Give me a shot at it. That's how Sark feels about X-Man. Right. He's going with a broken hand. Broken hand. <laughs> a, bro- a, a one-hand man throwing
2: to a yeah. one-hand man in <laughs> no game. It's like, how'd y'all lose that game? We had a one-hand man throwing Throw to a to one-hand, one-hand man. man. And he had 14 it. overthrows. I, was I like, love like, What it. happened? I love it. Well, because he was always open, <laughs> even when he wasn't. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, uh, getting back to it. Sorry. Sorry, Uh Getting back to it. Um, they have the the. Rest of the top 10 uh, here. They got Tampa Bay at 10, and we said Buffalo at 9. They got Kansas City at 11. And it's all because of Travis Kelsey.
1: Well, you look at. Man, that's Because they don't have,
2: right? That's all they really get. They got Kadaris Tony and Scott Moore and Marquez Valdez Scantling. But to me, that's all because they got them ahead of the Chargers receiving court. I think the Chargers receiving, Chargers court, is
1: receiving court is definitely better than that. Yeah. Talking about. Definitely better than that.
2: Yeah. They, and they
1: just picked up Quentin Johnston.
2: Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's that's crazy. Okay, you know where they got the Texans?
1: Sad. Uh let's go. Twenty fifth. Last. What? Last. Oh, uh, yeah, because you got a bunch of number twos and
2: threes, I see, huh? Dead last. Robert Woods, Noah Brown, Nico Collins, John Mechie. Dolan Schultz is probably the He is your leader. Right? Think when about that. When you look that. at you what look he's at, accomplished, yes. Well, I guess Robert Woods had some good years too. Tank Dell, baby. I like Get Tank him in there. Yeah, in the slot. They like him in the slot. And you know who else they like? Apparently,
1: Xavier Hutchinson's getting a lot of love. Xavier Hutchinson is somebody Xavier that, that I thought should have been got having. Him, yeah, they
0: got, they got him late. I thought That's he should have been having a lot of love.
2: And they like him and they like Nico Collins.
0: Yeah. There. Shout out to Xavier Hutchinson for losing the Iowa State game last year.
1: Uh, his legs locked up, man. Wow. His leg, his legs locked up. Think about up. that. If you forget, yeah. that could have been a loss for
2: Texas. That was honestly. I was just talking to. Him. That's crazy. I was out uh, at for Father's Day with my uncle, and he brought that game up. That's we a smart one Texas, to bring up. And he brought the game. He was like, "Man, Texas, lucky." I remember that I was thinking they should have lost that one. I was like, "Damn, you are right about that, <laughs> yeah, uncle. exactly." And he brought the Xavier Hutchinson drop. And don't forget, they threw Hunter Decker throws a red zone interception. Yep. Shout out to Jalen Ford. Great pick there. And then you have the fumble force at the end of the game, too. So that's not luck. It's not, uh, Texas made their own luck, but
0: damn, that Xavier Hutchinson drop, that's luck. That oh. game, I have never <sighs> broken down film harder than Ooh. when I was, or I was arguing with people where I was watching the game that that – Anthony Cook hit. He's leading with the shoulder. Look at Oof. the different angles. He's been a certain way. I yeah. swear, man. And it, was. Camden, yeah. it was. It was fine. close, but he yeah. got it. That was that a was great hit by Cook. Yeah, it was, it was a really great was.
1: hook hit by him.
2: Yeah, you know what? I, I got to give it up. That defense won some games last year. They, just won, they won that K-State game. Yep. Late in the game, making plays. Turnover. Yep. yep. Uh, that Iowa State game, same thing. Yo, Jalen Ford like won like three games in his, on, his, on his own.
0: Mm-hmm. Non-Big 12 defensive player of the year, Jalen Ford. <laughs> yeah, the Big 12 ain't going to live that. Why, they're going to give it to him this year when he doesn't
2: even deserve it just because they feel bad about last year and how blatant it was that they were being biased. Uh, but I digress, and we'll try. Texture says, why are y'all always bringing up old stuff? Leave Sark <laughs> alone. New year, new Sark. No, I agree. By the way, that was Coach Steven. Right, that's Coach Steve. I wouldn't even start. No We're Coach. big on Sark. That's Coach Steve. We love Sark. We Coach love Sark. Coach Steven. We don't want to see him around no more.
1: No, uh, okay. and I think he don't want to see Coach Steven either. He's no. ready for Coach Sark too.
2: Everybody is ready for so- Coach Sark to uh, to stay or stick around more. This is his for team. A long time.
1: This is his team. See, These like are his team. players, and I am going to talk about his players here in just a little bit because I want some questions answered from my man Rob B. And Jack can enjoy some of this, too, because there's some guys that I'm hoping will step up, but there are some guys that we are needing to be a major part of this team's success, bro.
2: All right, Texas football conversation for Harsh Knock Life on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104 the horn.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike. Thank- you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of y'all, I'm speak my mind. He has emotional
0: anger issue problem. Hey, are you dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael? Oh, that's funny. Michael?
1: Mike Lowry. Hey, welcome back to a top of the chart edition of Ball Don't Lie. Tuesday chart of the chart edition of Ball Don't Lie. Mm-hmm. It's your boy Hardball Hard. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardball Hard. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. And of course, you Motion. can follow my man behind the glass at Jack A. Farrell. Yeah. Like Colin, Mm -hmm. not like Will Farrell. That's how you spell that. Mm -hmm. And we also love it when you're a part of the show, so hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And I wanted to talk a little bit about this Texas football team um, as uh, we sit and get ready for the season. It's really exciting. Uh, A lot of uh, people are thinking – Well, the over-under, we talked a little bit about the over-under. Nine and a half games, I'm looking at 10, maybe 11 games. But it's all going to have to fall into place as a lot of these players – get better. We've talked about the camaraderie and the the same coaching staff being able to deliver the message. Sark came out and talked about how this team walks and talks and looks like a team that is a Sark's team. Rod and I are still trying to figure out what exactly is a Sark's team, but we're going to look at this team and say, okay, this is Sark's team because that's what he told us. But yeah. as I look at this team, there's still some areas of concern. Obviously the running back position is A number one for me. Uh, you're replacing Bijan and Rojo, we've gone through the numbers and all the stats when you think about what they meant to this program. But I'm looking at the Triple Bs now. We're looking at the Triple B backfield with Jonathan Brooks, Jaden Blue, and, of course, the freshman C.J. Baxter. He's coming in from what all the reports are. He's taken to uh, this program and what it all entails about being a running back at the University of Texas, and he's gotten better every single week Throughout the fall, I mean throughout the spring, and now headed into the Sermon workouts, he's been doing great. Um, We can talk about the offensive line. We've already looked at the names. Kelvin Banks, Hayden Connor, uh, Jake Majors, who's going to be a redshirt junior, which is huge. That means that he's been in the program. He knows what it's all about, and he can kind of solidify that offensive line. We can also look at Cole Hudson, what he's doing. But you also got to look at some of the younger players. I can talk about Christian Jones. He's an older player. He's been around. He's gotten a lot better once he moved to right tackle than opposed to where he was on the left side. Now he's he's taking it, and he's taking control of it, and he's done such a great job. But you also have to provide that depth on the offensive line, and I think that's exactly what they've done throughout with mm-hmm. the recruiting. They've been hitting those marks when you look at the size part of it. You want to make sure you go big humans. Well, they've get they've gotten big humans. And one of the big humans that have made a huge step, and from what everybody's talked about, has been Cameron Williams and DJ Campbell. Yep. They are both providing and putting pressure on the guys in front of them so they can continue to shore it up. Because one of the things that I've always looked at too, Rod is just because you have depth doesn't mean it's quality depth. Mm -hmm. You can have numbers and you can have players. Oh, yeah, we got guys that can go in there, but can you win with those guys? Are you going to, or do you feel like you're going to miss a beat if you have Mm -hmm. to change those guys out? So that is going to be something, too, that Kyle Flood obviously has been working on to get those guys back to that upper echelon and being that top-notch offensive line. Okay. But here are some of the names that I really want to look out for this year. A.D. Uh, a- 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 Mitchell coming in from Georgia. Now, he's got big numbers when you look at it as the the playoffs, but regular season-wise, he hasn't done a lot because he hasn't been that consistent at um, at uh, Georgia, which is probably why he got into the mm-hmm. transfer portal Um and now he's becoming that guy for Texas. Yep. We've heard it. We've talked about it. He's been a problem, mismatch problem, at the University of Texas since he's been here. He's been given the defense fits. And that's a great thing. But you know what that also means? That means that he probably has some good chemistry right now with one Quinn yours, mm-hmm. who we all believe has to be a major part of the success of Texas football going into this season. But A.D. Mitchell is obviously going to be somebody to pay attention to. Another name that I'm looking at is Isaiah Nayor. Now, we've heard the hype. You know, he reminds me of, God, what's the big guy's name that just left? He transferred to Arizona, and I've been waiting for him to play. I think he transferred to Arizona State, the big wide receiver. Oh, uh, Troy O'Meary? Troy O'Meary. Yes. And I was I was like, man, yes. I can't wait to oh, see yeah. Troy O'Meary. Before the I injury? Yeah, before yes. the injury. Because yep. he was killing it then, can't. He had two injuries. He, actually, two, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes.
2: Yeah. Back-to-back. So that
1: was the guy that That's I was sitting point. there looking at, and I'm like, he's going to be a major part of this team. Yep. That's what I'm looking at for Isaiah Naor. Mm. I've been seeing all the workout videos. We hadn't heard anything bad about it. He's been doing well, and he seems to come in with a mindset of pushing uh, – Everybody, yeah. every single day. And that's that leadership, senior mm-hmm. leader. You you want guys that be in that room that are going to be able to help you and lead you. And last but not least, I'm looking at my man Jordan Whittington on the offensive side of the ball. I've been talking about him for years. I've been begging for him to be there. We had one full year of him being healthy, and now he's back because he said his job here is to win a Big 12 championship. I'm I'm thankful that that's how he feels, and I hope that the leadership follows him. But on the Mm -hmm. offensive and the defensive side, I mean, on the offensive side of the ball, A.D. Mitchell, Isaiah Nayor... Jordan Whittington, the wide receiver core, Jonathan Brooks, Jaden Blue, and Cedric Baxter. C.J. Baxter, the killer bees, mm-hmm. as we talk mm-hmm. about. Rolling with the triple Bs. <laughs> That's who I'm looking for. Now, here's the fun part, because I know you appreciate this, my brother. On the defensive side of the ball, we saw a breakout season for Baron Sorrell oh, last yeah. year. We saw a breakout season for Jalen Ford mm-hmm. last, uh, last year as well. We saw Jaron Thompson play better on the defensive end at the safety position. Jade Barron had a great year and Ryan Watts, we saw how valuable he was for this team in the defense. But here's the part that where things are going to really shake up. I want to see what Justice Finkley, Alfred Collins and Maurice Blackwell. Okay. Those are the three that I'm really going to be paying attention to. Alfred Collins, we've already we talk about him every single week I know. and it's like, "Bro, I just need you to show up." You got everything you could be looking for. You got everything that everybody's been asking about. That is you have you you're like Adonis. <laughs> people look at you and they're like, oh my gosh, we talked about. I want him to be the first one off the bus. Yeah, you do. Because when people see that, they are like, does he have everybody looking mm. like that? Yes, you do. And now I need you, I need him to go out there and perform. Justice Finkley, I just think he's 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 a guy that is waiting. To, that I can wait to see take that next step. Yeah. He wears number one. You know if you wear a single digit and you wear the number one, ball you got out. to ball out. Yeah, and to. I believe that this is the time, this season, is going to be the season that he balls out, and we're going to be talking about him every single week. And then the secondary, we talked about uh, Gilbo a lot. Mm. Is he going to be healthy, though? That's the biggest question for me. Is he is he going to be able to stay on the football field? Because when he does, he's, he's an exciting player to watch. But is he going to be able to take that next step? Last but not least, Jalen Catalan. Now, let me ask you this, Rob, because this is one of those positions where if he can play, yeah. he's going to make you great. He is that type of player. He comes downhill, he will lay hat on you. But is he going to be healthy enough to stay on the field to play those 11, 12, 13 games that you need him to play for you this year? And if he is, Mm. we're going to be outstanding on the back end. But if not, is it going to be Keaton Crawford that is going to take that spotlight?
2: Yeah, I don't know if you're going to necessarily need him to be in the box all the time as much as he – Probably was in the box and Arkansas. run support with the Arkansas uh, Razorbacks. I think because Texas has a lot of depth at uh, the safety position with Keaton Crawford. You brought up Jaron Thompson. Mm-hmm. They're really deep there, and they got Jade Barron as their nickel. Yep. Uh, they're pretty deep at safety, and all those guys they trust. You know, banging in the run game, coming down, run the alleys. I would try to keep him playing middle field. Yeah, as try much to be as I more can. of a free instead of yeah, a strong. And try to put him in a position where he's more of a pass coverage defender, more so than of course he's gotta run support at times, of course. Yeah. But I would try, because of your depth, to try to, you know, spare him some reps, number one, but also spare him the physicality. Keep him out of the box as much as you can.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's going to be the big, big question, you know, because he's always had some shoulder injuries yep, exactly. and have to deal with that. So you don't want to come downhill too much. Um, but you're, right. you're expecting a lot from him. That's why when he became available, you went after him and wanted him at the University of Texas mm-hmm. because his upside oh, is is unbelievable. Plus NFL safety. Yeah, he's an NFL, he's an NFL safety. safety. Period. And right. I hope that he is able to do that and be able to come in and help. And Anthony Hill. <clears throat> taking over uh, that strong side linebacker position from DeMarvian Overshawn, is he going to be able to be that guy too? All reports say yes, but – I don't know if he's going to be every down uh,
2: linebacker (laughs) there uh, opposite Jalen Ford off ball, but I guarantee you he's definitely going to be your pass rushing – uh, linebacker that you put in on the outside in certain situations. Right. They know he can do that automatically. He's got a knack for it. And well, he did
1: that in the spring game. He yeah he did. We yeah. I mean he and he looked effortless. It looks he's, he's, he's,
2: he <laughs> yeah. does that naturally. Yeah like it really is. so easy yeah. for him.
1: And that's the same thing that I'm kind of wondering too when you look at Mo Blackwell, we've heard about his athleticism. Oh, yeah. I know in in uh Jeff Howe, a big fan of Mo Blackwell mm-hmm. as well. He's in the fan club. Yeah, he's in the fan club. I'm I'm in there as well. But it's a matter of getting him on the field and making him feel uh comfortable every single time. Because remember when DeMarvian Overshawn was transitioning to the weak side linebacker position, it was it was with hesitancy. Yeah. But he bought into it, and now, what, third-round pick by the Dallas Cowboys. Now you have a chance, Mo Blackwell, who can run sideline to sideline, who's very athletic, but can he come downhill and lay the hat on somebody? That would be the biggest question for me. So there's going to be a lot of players that to watch this year. There's going to be a lot of players that we each expect to make some huge strides, but are they ready? To make those huge strides? That's the biggest question. Yeah, and the Mo Blackwell thing is
2: interesting because he moved from safety to linebacker and now back to safety,
1: yeah. correct? Yeah. He's back
2: at safety again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope he's not getting lost. in. The well, they stuff
1: got like him that. listed right here as a weak Sideline back. So they got a weak side linebacker? Yeah. Man, snip, snap, snip, snap, I know. snip, snap. Right? Where yeah. Like, where are you at?
2: So I, no. I don't know. I, I mean I, they know how to use a hybrid player. That's what they did really good with DeMarvio and overshone Yep. They did it with basically Diamante, Tucker Dorsey, too. Um, so I do think they do have uh an idea of how to weaponize positionless players. Right. Which I think Mo Blackwell fits into that definition. Um I just don't know if they care if They've recruited over him or care enough about trying to maximize him within the defense.
1: That is a great question. Right? Where is he right now
2: on the depth chart of that? Especially
1: if a youngster has already passed him up, like Anthony Hill. Well, Anthony Hill was going to pass up a lot of people. That's true. (laughs) You know what I'm saying, coming in like that. But you got to look and say, okay, where is he going to be an impactful player? And we talk about this a lot. As a coaching staff, you have to make sure you put players in positions to succeed, not Mm -hmm. fail, before they're going to trust you. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to continue to move him around, I think the trust level will be a trust factor will be a little bit different. But I believe that he's in a good spot, I think, on that weak side linebacker because right now he's listed with David Benda. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, Benda is another guy. Flip, flap, floop flop. Where are you going to play me at? Played running back for a little bit. Went to linebacker. Now I'm on the weak side. That's a good point. Where am I going to be at? So you're. I would say, I would take it as a challenge for myself to really hone in in that position and go and get after it. Yeah. No, I agree with you. It's a good point. Um, yeah, It's one thing that,
2: I do feel good, Good though, about that defense is that whoever ends up with that linebacker spot, Jalen Ford now is in a yep. – he's in a position to mentor uh, whoever that's going to be that young – because it's probably going to be a young linebacker or, or someone who hasn't played a lot, even if that's a guy like uh, Mo Blackwell. Right. So that's one of the few spots where you're not totally confident. Texas, right. You're not – dial- yeah. yeah, they cannot have a proven commodity there. That's yep. also the – The field corner is like that. I like Terrence Brooks, but he's not a proven commodity. Right. And if I'm an offensive coordinator and I'm looking at the Texas defense and I'm trying to attack it, I start two places, field corner, Linebacker opposite Jalen Ford. But
1: don't forget about Gavin Holmes coming in from Wake Forest, too. So I he know, might but they're be They're not proven
2: commodities to me. Right, like, I right, still right, would right. go after no, them. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see I'm what going after saying. unproven yeah, yeah. commodities, and I'm yeah. going after a field corner, linebacker spot opposite Jalen Ford, and a defensive end opposite Baron Sorrell.
1: Yep. And would, right Those now, right now, they three got three
2: spots it. where you don't really, a Texas is trying to find an answer. That's where
1: the they situation. have Ethan Burke listed and Justice mm-hmm. Finkley. So, to your point, that's exactly right. Yeah.
2: And they got guys with high ceilings. But they're, like I said, unproven commodities. Mm-hmm. We see them mm-hmm. do it yep. consistently yeah. against high level competition. Um, so I guarantee you, early on, those guys will be tested. Oh, for sure. And that's why you want options because if a guy goes out there and isn't great, then you can move somebody else. Remember, Jalen Ford, his worst game of the season was the first game of the season. Right. Remember that? Nothing. He, had, he didn't help. I think he had, like he had goose eggs. He had like four missed tackles in the game. Yep. It was his worst game of yeah. the season. <laughs> and everybody was thinking, oh, man, Jalen Ford. I don't know, man. We got to see him bounce back. And And he he hadn't had a bad game (laughs) since that first game. Exactly. It was unbelievable. So. Early on, you know, you want to see if the youngsters how they perform, how they deal with adversity. They're going to have a bad game, bad plays, and see them work their way through it, like Jalen Ford did. And I was, believe that they will. Yeah, I, I think they have enough. Uh, talented depth is the term my man Jeff always uses. I hope they got it. I think they got enough of that. That's uh, the to, beautiful
1: part. You yeah. need to have talented depth. So you're Ryan Niblet is is uh is on campus now, and the speed he's demon? The, the speed demon. Yeah. What somebody asked who? Somebody asked. Who is who's gotten on campus that we don't know from the summer? Ryan Niblet is the name that you need to pay attention to. He's here now, and he is blazing fast.
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, no, it's uh, I've, I've heard uh, reports that he is that next level fast. Sark yeah. just
1: Sark loves speed. He's yeah. obsessed with it. And Tay Cook is here too, and and. He got that speed too.
2: Yeah, but he's more than just speed. <laughs> yeah, Jonte got. He's got the speed and the quickness and the twitchiness. He can. He's a good Change route of runner too. direction is always pretty good. Yes, he yeah. can accelerate, decelerate. Uh, it's not just speed with him, but hey man, Sark. He's gonna be fast on the outside and big. Humans on the inside, on the interior. All right, uh, we'll come back. Uh, We'll talk to Texas football coming up later on in the show in the uh, 5 o'clock. We'll get back to some Texas football conversation. Uh, But we got off the record coming up next. There is a crazy story about a journey to the Titanic Mm-mm. that might end up being sad and tragic. We'll discuss that. Also, we'll get into the update on Mariah Mills and one Zion Williamson. We discussed this yesterday <laughs> and told you, hey, so I think that's against the law. Turns out, I think it is against the law. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie Wonderful Not on the Horn. DD Mega doodoo. I'm sorry, mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi, Cat Essen.
0: Well, I don't get the red comb. Congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex
1: in the big east. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record.
0: Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. And things sucks!
2: All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Um, well, this other story is kind of sad. I'm going to get to this actually more of a funny story first. Um, did you hear what Adele said that uh, she's suffering from right now?
1: Man, that. that. <laughs> I mean, she
2: uh, she's keeping it real.
1: When keeping it real goes a little too far for you, but she's right.
2: Uh, she admitted um, chatting with her fans at a show. <laughs> Hey, chatting fans of the show who came there to see her perform and by the way she is my uh, voice is amazing by the way i love me mm-hmm. um she told them that she was suffering from jock itch <laughs> she just basically said she wears spanks during her shows uh to make sure all of her costumes fit combined with the hot lights and sweating and all this stuff. And she's on stage for hours at a time. And I guess she can't change the spanx to put on dry spanx and ends up rubbing a little too, you know, much in the wrong spot. Your little jock itch there. So there you go. I just,
1: you know, do give it up for her for keeping it real. I mean, and uh, that's just her being wow. Adele. You know what I'm saying? Like she keeps it real with everybody. And she's still dating.
2: Um, What's his name? The, uh, Rich Paul. Rick, Rich Paul? Yeah. Is, are they still dating?
1: Yeah. She, they're engaged. She, are they engaged? Real? She okay. would not let him break up with her at one point. Like they got, she went hey. hysterical and was basically saying, you cannot leave me. This is not how that works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: uh, you know what? Hey, you know what? I have been, she, she fought for her love.
1: She she did fight he, for her he love. And he didn't leave her? Yeah.
2: So it works.
1: That is, that is very true. I mean, you, we agree breaking
2: up is not something you have to mutually agree to. Usually breaking up is a one-sided thing. It's like, yep, no, I'm breaking yep. up with you. I'm done. Uh, you know, and you can try to argue. How often has somebody wanted to break up with you and you're able to argue your way back into the relationship? I mean, it does happen, but not often. Not Usually, very often. Usually, once they come to you with the breakup, they've made up their mind. And by the way, why would you, unless you're married. Yeah. Why would you want to try to get back with somebody after they're like, I don't want to be with you. they made up their mind they don't want to be with you. And if you want to plead your case? <laughs> that's, to me, I'm like, no you're, no, you're asking for later on for a breakup for them to have a built-in excuse to break up with you. Like, hey, I told you I wanted to break up with you. And then you pledged your case, and I gave you another chance, and it still didn't work
1: out. And it did not work out.
2: So, But I love I love Adele. I think she's great. Oh, I do too. It, with the jockey know What oh, She'll probably make a great I swear song you got her. me. What she I mean? probably
1: will make a song about it. She'll make Jokic. a great song
2: about it. I mean this is how uh she's suffering. When she's suffering, that's when she to her best music.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Has she made anything good since she's been dating Rich oh, Paul? Oh man, she, listen. I got a homegirl that is Adele, like dialed in. I Every know. song Adele makes is gold.
2: But when was, I know she makes great music. When was her last album? What was it that that was it
1: when was it? It was a while ago, right? I have no idea. See? Do the research. But I don't but I don't but I don't what you call I don't listen to Adele like that. So I wouldn't know. Oh, you don't like her, Adele? I mean I listen to her but I don't it's not like I'm it's not downloaded on my phone. You have
2: no Adele on your phone. Zero Adele.
1: Zero remote. Adele
2: on your phone. Zero Adele. Zero Adele. Adele. Zero. Not one Adele song on the whole not phone. Not even
1: hello. What? Not one. Bro, other.
2: I have so much Adele on my phone. Hey, I mean, 2021
0: like, was the last time we heard from Miss Adele. Uh that's not that long ago. She's got a residency right now.
2: It's not that long ago. Let no. me look up how much Adele I got on the phone right now. It's probably an absurd amount. Uh, look at look at that. That's all Adele. I got nineteen. She, she, she get all of her albums are numbers. I guess I got nineteen, twenty one, twenty five, and
0: thirty. I think I it's have, all her age when she puts them out. I don't know what it is. Nice. I have none. <laughs> none.
2: You got no Adele. That's I got a,
0: no Adele Dude, you need, to, you need to get some Adele
1: none. in your life, bro. Adele. I mean, is worth I listen it. to her if she's on. Bro, you that she gonna be on? If you don't have on your phone, if I'm driving and I'm just listening, how is she
2: gonna be on when you drive? I know. Cause all all I'm listening to
1: the (laughs) 104.9 The Horn the whole day, man. It's locked in. Noah
2: Dale on your phone. Yeah. All right. I don't have any. We should play that game. (laughs) No, seriously. How many songs? Can I guess like uh, an artist you would have? You would not have on your phone at all. Right. Let's see if I can guess another one that Harris
0: does not have it on his phone. Oh, I could, I could cycle through so
2: many. Jack, give me. Oh no, you like, Don't, okay, don't. Yeah, you're right. It's too easy. My for white Jack. dude
0: music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, got any, uh, you got any? Nirvana hard? You know? I have Nirvana on my no, phone. Yeah, that's have, bad. they're they're huge. So I yeah. have you.
1: I have you too that's because they make you I like how he to Nirvana, <laughs> to YouTube. just took to he just
0: told the white people he I guess YouTube.
1: Like he said Nirvana. hey I got Chris Stapleton does that count? nah he's good Chris Stapleton I'm, is fantastic okay he's I got Chris good Stapleton that's
2: good. so we just going through white artists that I mean because I mean because <laughs> you want to because he <laughs>
0: <laughs> A Velvet Underground hard. Yeah I was gonna Blink say 182 Harge Let me oh. see
2: I don't have any I, I definitely don't have Blink-182 on my phone I do none. not either Yeah that's none of that bro I'm looking I'm looking through one, Some of my nope. stuff right here And I I'm got, like mm. Yeah I got none of that Y'all probably would never I got I got Oh I got Black Eyed Peas on here. That's bad
1: Y'all would never be able to Figure out it's what black I have keys? on there I
2: got the Black Keys on there
1: And Black Pumas There you go I got them Black Sabbath You got, you got them I got got didn't expect that let me see. You ain't got no Black Sabbath. I got the Black album <laughs> by <James> <laughs> <C>. <laughs> I got Bruce
0: Springsteen. Uh, you got me on that one. I love me some Bruce. That was my first concert at the Frank up? Irwin Center. Ooh, nice. Nine year a Bruce old in there. person. Good for you. I don't Clarence have... Clemens was still in the band at that time. He was still with wow. us. Wow. Rocking on the stage. You are.
1: Part. See, you are a music nerd. Oh yeah, so yeah, that's not. why he's sitting there no going I like this. That's a... why he said he's going <laughs> like this. He said I can run through a mall through my head, and I guarantee you, Harge, don't have got one. any
2: Pink Floyd, Harge? Oh, I, I think I actually let me see. Let me see. I definitely got some I Pink Floyd. I might have some Pink here. Floyd on here. Uh yep, I do. I got Pink Floyd on here. Arctic monkeys,
0: the strokes. No, okay, you you yeah, can count me out on that, man. You lost me on that. You
2: got any Nora Jones on your phone,
1: Harge? No, I do not.
2: You don't have any like. I got Anita Baker. Women.
1: I got Anita Baker. I was like, how many women? I got do, Mariah you know Carey. How many women do you have on your phone, music wise? I got, I got I got my my, so my homegirl Amy. <laughs> she's doing good. She's doing her thing. You,
2: you uh you ain't got no women on your phone. I got
1: Diana Ross on my phone. That's good. See, you I got more, that.
2: You need more. Like, you got Beyonce on there.
1: I I do not have Beyonce on you there. You got no. You got Rihanna. I do have Rihanna on there. You got no Beyonce. I got no Beyonce. How the hell you don't you have any Beyonce? Because she's mean. She's mean? She's been mean lately. Wow. Yeah, I got some. Well, she was mad. A man
2: cheated on her. Yeah, that's and true. She made that's an apple why she about about it. was
1: angry about it. She was
2: mad about that. Yeah. Would you be mad if your uh person cheated Absolutely. on you? Absolutely. That's why Solange went after Jay-Z in the elevator. We I got tomorrow in the, no. the no. FC's. About that no more?
1: I got tomorrow in the FC's local. He was he remember? Patrick played him on a Friday. I that's got fair. him. All right. So I'm I'm with them. I All got right. uh Trey Songs. We got way. I off got the track weekend.
2: In. Oh, the weekend. Yeah. yeah I got right. some of that. The weekend's a little overrated, honestly. Uh, but it's okay. Yeah. It's I got just... young Ma? Okay. <laughs> Moving <it> on. <laughs> Moving <it> on. <laughs> Now we just officially (laughs) jumped the shark on this conversation, (laughs) young ma. We'll come back. We'll be right back. We'll get into some uh, NIL conversation, a new law that's going to help NIL here at Texas and also some more Texas football conversation. Might not help Miami, though. Right here (laughs) above the line. what not the horn?